Hello there. You may be uh <laughs> wondering where I've been. I've been all around, actually. Um a lot has happened since we've last chatted. A lot has gone down. Um it has been almost four months. Yeah. My bad. <laughs> the original idea of the podcast was to do something weekly or bi-weekly. And while it was something I was able to maintain over the summer, it was not something I was able to maintain when school started. And I'm sorry. Um, I would like to let you know that I didn't forget about you guys. I have been still working on the podcast. I have been working on ways to improve, ways to elevate, and I hope that you guys will be able to see that soon. Um, so I am going to start implementing every other week shows or every two week shows. Um, that hasn't really been determined yet, but just know that that's coming. Um, we are also going to be making some big changes as far as how you view the show. Um, we have been talking about possibly doing a video podcast. So actually, you know, seeking it up with some video. So that way, if there are some of you who would rather watch instead of listen solely, um, you'll have that option now. Um. So please let me know if that is something you guys would care to see. Um, it is something we're going to be working on very soon. Um, it's kind of hard to think. I don't remember the last episode that was posted because I recorded several episodes, but they are just in the vault now. Um, I would record them and I would feel really good about them. And then I just would not be able to edit them before the next quote-unquote deadline I placed for myself and so they would just kind of fall farther and farther behind on the recording software I was using um, in the history. So, hi everyone. My name is Joanna, if you forgot. I am a 19-year-old college student based in eastern North Carolina. I have a dog and four cats and I am in a amazing relationship and i have such an amazing support system the last you left off with you guys or the last we left off with you guys i was in the process of moving i think um and it was right around austin and i's six month anniversary i believe is the last time an episode was released um sorry if you hear that like scrounging in the background luna is trying to get comfortable on top of the couch um, not on her beanbag chair or her bed, but on top of the couch. Um, so that's, that's how we're feeling today. Um, but we have a lot to talk about, my friends. So let's start with what I remember last. Moving. Moving sucked. <laughs> it was very exciting, but it sucked. It just, moving sucks. Um, and I got very lucky because Austin... Uh, my boyfriend, he was able to be off during that time. 
And so he was able to really handle the good majority of it by himself. Um, with help of our roommates, uh, we moved in with his brother and one of our best friends. And so I live with three boys and it's so funny. Um, it is so nice to be living with guys who actually care about my well-being and they all love me you know you know we all have really great relationships and so um i'm very lucky to be in the situation i am um but while we were moving i had band camp <laughs> so um i wasn't able to move in with everyone i kind of had to just pack my stuff up unload as much as i could on the day of actual moving and then i had to go back to camp um so I was gone for 12 hours a day. Like it was, it was rough. Um, and then directly after that school started and about a week into school, I had the opportunity with the marching band, um, that I'm in to go to the Bank of America stadium in Charlotte, North Carolina and perform a halftime show at the Duke's Mayo class. I can't remember if it's classic or clinic, but I think it's the classic. Um, and where we teamed up with App State and did a combined halftime show, which was really nice and really cool. Um, and I met some great people there. Uh, after that, it didn't stop. Everything kept going full speed ahead. And I got lost in the sauce, I'm not going to lie. Um, it It just feels like a, a picture book <laughs> with everything that's been going on. Um, everybody has grown so much. Uh, I've grown as a person. Austin and I have grown as a couple. Um, my Our dog has gotten so big. Luna has gotten so big since you guys last heard or saw her. Um, our cats are so big. Our cats are humongous now. They're, they're cats. They're not kittens anymore. They're cats. Um, everybody's doing so good. We are doing so good. Um, and, you know, last time you guys heard, I was starting camp. I was healthy. I was happy. Um, and everything was planned. I was stressed, but I was happy and healthy. Um, some things have changed. Um, I'm still happy. Um, I am I am relatively healthy. Um, I did find out about, um, about a month ago now, um, that some pain I've been living with for a few years now has gone from early onset to chronic. Um, and that's been kind of hard to hear and understand. Uh, roughly when I was in junior year of high school, I was having some pain in my back from an injury I sustained freshman year. And after I was able to move out of my biological mother's house, I was finally able to speak freely about how I felt, and I was able to go see um, a doctor. Um, and that doctor looked at me, and it looked like I had scoliosis. Um, so they sent me to get an MRI and found out that I had early-onset degenerative disc disease, which is basically arthritis of your spinal discs in your back. Um, so that was a few years ago. Um, and roughly around September, I was having, you know, unbearable pain. Um, it was really hard to walk. It was really hard to sleep. 
And when it got really cold here in eastern North Carolina, it would be really hard for me to get out of bed. Um, so after, you know, finally taking the step to pursue some more medical attention four years later, um, I found out that I now have chronic degenerative disc disease at the age of 19 um, with the progression rate of a 30-year-old. Um, now, that's kind of heavy to hear um, and to say back to myself um, because there's not a lot they can do for me. Um, with it being that I am 19 and that it is, it's severe for my age, but it's not to the point where they can do something now. Because they tell you, you know, once you get one back surgery, you have to, it's it's just like a chain reaction. You'd have to keep getting more and more and more. Um, so thankfully, I'm not to that level yet. Um, but with that being said, there's not many options as for care. Um, it's pretty much try to do more physical therapy that I know doesn't work for me. Go to a chiropractor, which I know probably won't work for me. Um, or start the journey of opioids and, you know, stuff like that at 19, which isn't very nice to think about either. Um, so I talked to my doctor and we've decided that we're gonna, you know, we were going to do an MRI first. So, um, I went to an original doctor. He's a spinal specialist. I went to the, you know, the triangle area, um, in Raleigh and, you know, went to see the spinal surgeon and he said there was nothing he could do. Um, just considering since I've had it for four years, it's, it's a chronic illness now. It's not something he could handle. It's not something he could, um, help or act on. Um, he just wasn't in his realm basically. So he sent me to pain management and pain management is kind of, stereotyped is where you go to get medication and that's not something that I wanted um I don't I don't necessarily want medication um just because I'd like to find ways to treat this um that isn't medicated but you know medication may be my option um, but we'll see and we talked and we decided that you know I don't want to be on any you know narcotics opioids or anything like that as of now um so we're going to do everything we can we are going to be working on uh well it was supposed to be an MRI first and then from there we would see what happened with the MRI uh since it's been four years since I've had an MRI and obviously some things have changed so it needs to be updated but for some reason pesky insurance is my insurance company is refusing to clear an MRI why I don't know but they're insisting that I go see a chiropractor for six weeks before I can even schedule an MRI, before I can even go see my doctor again. So the frustration is setting in because it's just, it's, it's hard when I felt so close to getting an answer uh, just to find out that I need to go see somebody that more than likely is not going to be able to help me. Uh, because basically what this, you know, chronic illness is is where um in my spine in my lower lumbar uh there's you know the the disc in your back that you know keep your back you know mobility pretty good and so basically it's not just bone crushing bone and grinding on bone um well mine are withering away 
um, the one in my lower back is withering away, and it's just making it lopsided and compressed. Um, and it's very uncomfortable. And my back is very compressed, and it feels like there's a lot of uncomfortable pressure on it. Um, and that's just something that I struggle with daily now. And so, as you can imagine, this has put a, not a hurdling stop, but it has put a stop on a few things that I've been working on. Um, for example, marching band. Um, I was pulled from the season right around, um, Halloween. Um, which is something I never thought would happen. Um, it got to the point where I just, I couldn't physically stand and play anymore without being in excruciating pain. And it was a type of pain that only adrenaline could take away from me. And once the adrenaline was gone, it just felt like I'd been socked in the face. It was really hard. And for the longest time, it, it really, it really hurt me that, you know, I was having to be taken out of this, something that I worked hard and pushed and wanted so bad. But I have to realize that my health comes first. And that's been very hard as somebody who hates asking for help, hates, you know, wanting help. I had to step in and, you know, stand up for myself and basically say, you know, I can't do this anymore. And that really sucks because I absolutely love what I do and I do everything that I can because I love it so much. Um, so what this means for me, um, because, you know, it's still a class I'm in. Marching band is still a class. Um, I've just done what I can. I've just supported, you know, the, you know, the drum line in any way possible. And, you know, I've just done my best to just still be there with everyone and to, you know, be helpful, even though I can't play anymore. Um, my new, <laughs> my new position, quote unquote, is the tech. Um, <laughs> I just find it really funny because... I don't know what I'm doing. Um, and I feel like that is the theme of my life right now. You know, I am 19. I'm a, you know, I'm a baby adult, you know, starting out. I live with, you know, two of my closest friends and my boyfriend and our animals. And I, uh, I realized that I was laying on my couch today and I realized that I am who little Joe needed. When little Joe was crying herself to sleep, worrying if she would ever make it anywhere, if she would ever be able... Oh my god, my dryer is so freaking loud. Um, if little Joe would ever be able to make it... Make it out of her abusive house. Make it out of the toxic realm and the toxic cycle she was in. And I realized I've done it. And I realized that... Although to me, it doesn't feel, to me right now, it doesn't feel like I've done it. I, I sit back sometimes and I kind of, you know, I really wonder, or I really, you know, kind of remember where I was before um, I was able to get out of that. And before um, I started going to therapy, uh, my therapist is super nice. Um, he always is very helpful, you know, <laughs> it's kind of. You know, I, I realize it's his job to be helpful, but he, he's super helpful. I remember uh, when I first started going to him um, that I was just rambling and kind of spiraling. 
And I was like, oh, I'm sorry. I probably shouldn't have said all that. You know, it's too much. And he just looks at me and he goes, nothing that comes to your mind is ever too much in a situation. If you feel that it needs to be said, somehow or another, it needs to be said. And that's okay. And that's kind of how I live. That's kind of how I live right now. You know, um, a lot of things are changing in my life. Um, you know, an organization I thought I would be in for the entirety of my college days may not happen anymore. You know, uh, marching band has been a, you know, kind of safety blanket of mine. Um, and I've met amazing people through it. Um, I've met some of my closest friends and one of my best friends um, in that organization. Um, and so thinking of saying goodbye really does hurt me. Um, but I know that my friends love me and support me for everything. And so that's, it's really nice to know that my friends have my back in that way. Um, yeah. <laughs> a lot's happened, guys. Um, and this isn't to make anybody sad or, you know, have a pity party for me, but just to say that, like, we all go through so much and we're so strong. And it's so hard to kind of sit sometimes and kind of remember how strong we are. And I'm kind of kind of spiraling now. <laughs> but yeah, um, I also have amazing news. Um, I actually just got done last week. Um, teching my first main stage production at ECU, um, which sounds very cool because it is super cool. Um, I was able to be a run crew tech in the ECU Playhouse's 2021 season production of Head Over Heels, which if you have not seen Head Over Heels, it is an amazing musical. Um, <laughs> it's a hilarious musical. It is super funny. It's super witty. Um, I'm not going to spoil it, but it's a lot of love triangles. Or not, I wouldn't say love triangles, but relationships. Um, it is a very good musical. Um, I loved it and I loved working on it. Um, all the cast was super nice and always wanted to talk. They were always so sweet. Um, but yeah, actually how I got thrown into that was very crazy. I, you know, as a theater minor, I have a few classes I'm required to take every semester. And one of my professors came up to me and she was like, Joe, I need your help. And I'm like, yeah, what's up? What's up? You know, she was just telling me that they needed help. And I was like, oh, I'd love to help you. But, you know, I don't think I can because I have all these conflicts. And she was like, no, we need you. We need help. And I'm like, all right, let's do it. Um, and so for seven to ten days straight, I was on campus like 16 hours. Uh, between, you know, driving the bus, going to my classes, teching, and then I'd come home, and Austin, my boyfriend, would be so amazing. He'd always make me dinner and, you know, wash my clothes if I needed it, or, you know, he'd help me stay up to do my homework, and really such an amazing guy. Um, you know, I never would have imagined myself here. I never would have <laughs> imagined myself coming back to theater in college. Um, but I did, and it's, it's been so nice to kind of have that breath of fresh air of, you know, a big production company that this, that this, uh, this place is, ECU has so many different departments in their school of theater and dance. They have your design and production, which I am, which consists of set painting, set construction, 
lighting and sound and costuming. And within those, there are so many other subcategories that they all have. Um, but it's just so amazing because you have, you know, five, six, seven, you know, amazing professors who actually care about you and actually want to know how you're doing. Um, and I remember right when I was supposed to go to the doctor, um, I was having, you know, some problems in my legs. My legs were going numb. Um, it was scary. And I was talking to my professor and I was trying to keep calm, but I just broke down. And when she asked me what was wrong, you know, that's, that's what, <laughs> that's what hits, you know, when somebody says, you know, Hey, what's wrong? Are you okay? You know, that's, that's when I break. Um, and this wonderful woman just looked at me and she was like, what can I do to help you? And I was like, well, you know, I really, I mean, I have an exam to study for, but I'll study for that after this, blah, 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 blah. Like, I'm just really stressed out and stuff like that. My body hurts. Like, I haven't been able to go to my doctor yet. And she just looks at me. She goes, please go home. Go home. Get some rest. Like, when do you go see your doctor? What can I do for you? Um, And it's been so nice to have that support system because, you know, in high school, I didn't really have that. Um, In high school, I had two teachers or a few. I would say a few teachers who really cared. But... You know, I felt like I had to maybe sometimes kind of tiptoe around them because, you know, when you're in high school, you know, you're still minors. And so anything can be reported, you know, as it as it should. I should I should preference with as it should. Um, but sometimes it was just it was just kind of hard because half the time if you got reported, you'd have to go to a counselor and the counselors, you know, bless their heart. They didn't really care. Um. And, you know, the school therapist, you know, didn't really care either. Like, they cared, but it was just kind of like, oh, another kid to, you know, at least that's how it felt for me. Was I just felt like I was just another number. And it was really hard for me to feel um, that I wasn't a burden to those teachers, you know. Um, I still love the handful of teachers that I, you know, I have them either on Facebook or I have them, you know, I text them. Um, and they're all very helpful and very loving. Um, but it's nice to be in college to where you know, they treat you as an adult and they genuinely care about you because they know that you're an adult. They know that you're a baby adult. And half the time, you know, you're away from your family and they have families and they have kids of their own. And so they really take you in and treat you like, you know, their kid. Um, and so I've been very, you know, lucky to have those kind of instructors who do that, uh, for me at least. Um, and I know everybody's college experience is different, but I've been very lucky that this second year, you know, with, with COVID and everything, you know, we've still been able to create those bonds with my teachers. Um, I will say it was very weird, um, while working on ECU's production, um, the cast did a maskless show. Um, and the way that they did that was they, um, had to get COVID tested. Um, but before that, during rehearsals, they wore masks all throughout rehearsals, um, all basically up until opening night. Um, but they had to be present. Even the understudies had to be present for 100% of the rehearsals, could not leave early, could not come late. Um, and they had to get COVID tested every other week during rehearsals. I think um, this this part could be wrong. Um, and then um, the intimate cast members, I should say, you know, the ones that kiss in the show, um, they had to get rapid tested before every show. Um, 
and I think some of the other cast did too. I think everybody had to get tested at the beginning of the week, but if they were into, like, if they shared a kissing scene, they had to do it um, every other day, um, or every day before the show. And so it was very, it was very emotional for these, you know, these cast members, as it should. Um, you know, a lot of them, it's been their first show since 2019 that they haven't worn a mask. And for some of them, it's been the first musical they've done since 2019. Um, and so a lot of emotions were going around that opening night. Um, and it made me very excited to be back in a theater, a live theater. I got chills when I first heard the audience laugh. You know, it has been so long since I've sat in a theater. And granted, I was backstage. I was in the wings. Um, but I got chills listening to that crowd laugh and to see the smile and see actors' faces. And, you know, people I had met with their mask on. So, you know, I'd never seen their faces before. And that's weird to say, but I'd never seen their faces before. Um, and so some of them are so sweet. Um, and so it was very nice to see that and to kind of, help them experience that by you know reminding them and keeping them safe by you know doing everything I could like having masks backstage for whenever they get off stage to put one on and keeping hand sanitizer cough drops you know any any everything that the you know stage managers had backstage um but a really positive experience for my first show back and it's so so nice um it definitely was something that I missed and it was it was a validating point for me because when I came to college and <laughs> I was a bio major and didn't want to touch theater um because I had just you know I, I just didn't think it was for me um just had some experiences in high school and it didn't feel like it was for me um and then I get to college my sophomore year and I was like well I'll add it as a minor I do miss it and working on the shows is one thing um, working on the shows in class is one thing. Um, so part of my minor is working on the shows in class. So I'll be painting a set piece in class or I'll be sewing a costume piece in class. Um, but to be backstage and be a part of the show gave just validated everything that I was doing. Um, with that being said, I have amazing news for everyone. Um, I will have to flush it out in greater detail later. Um, but I just completed an internship. Um, I actually got my announcement today saying that I passed my, um, boards test. Um, I had an internship with WZMB, which is the ECU radio station on campus. It's a student-run station. Um, and, you know, I don't know if you guys can't tell, but I kind of like to talk. And so one thing that I really wanted to do when I got to college and, you know, when I declared this communication major with broadcasting was my intention, um, I wanted to broadcast, you know, I wanted to be on the radio. Uh, so that being said, I passed my internship, which means in January, February, or roughly over winter break, January, um, I will be starting hopefully the employment process with the school's radio station and hopefully soon, um, in a few months, I'll be on the radio. Um, which is so weird to think about, um, and to actually know that I've done it, um, you know, the small victories I'm really trying to credit myself for is like the small thing because 
I am an amazing person. And I'm so lucky to have the support system I do. But I'm also so fucking proud of myself. <laughs> like, I've pushed and pushed and pushed and sometimes pushed past my breaking point. But it was for stuff that I knew I wanted. And, you know, I'm just very thankful to have the support that I do to help me pursue, pursue and to gain everything. Um, I'm a very lucky person. Um, but yeah, I passed my internship, which is crazy to think about. Um, oh my gosh, my phone will stop going off today. Popular? No, it's just a group chat. But yeah, <laughs> everything's going very well for me here. Um, everything's been going great. Um, you know, I keep rambling, but let's do what we do best, guys. Let's look up some dad jokes. I hope everybody is doing well. Um, you know, it's been so long since I've talked to everyone. Uh, dad jokes, give me Twitter. Bad jokes on Twitter. Wonderful. This is all right. Alright, guys. No, 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 no. What is going Um. <laughs> Alright, guys. Also, I'm sorry if you can hear my dryer in the background or my washer in the background. Um, I'm in the process of, you know, getting everything switched around for the podcast. And we're in the process of reorganizing our room to better fit my desk in the podcasting stuff. Um. And so I am recording in my living room in my washer and dryer in my kitchen. Um, or it's in like a little closet in my kitchen. Um, so you can probably hear it on the spin cycle right now. Oh my god. Alright. When I die, I want my ashes placed into an hourglass for my family. So they can check on me, time after time. What kind of doctor is Dr. Pepper? He's a physician. I told my doctor yoga is the best antidepressant available. Sounds like a little bit of a stretch to me, he replied. I got my COVID test today. It says 50. What does that mean? Also, I got my IQ test back. It it was positive. Okay, I don't I don't really know how I feel about these today. Any users. Well, I did this I did this podcast a little bit different. Um, I didn't really have all of the little segments we normally have. Um, so let me know if you guys like that. Um, I know I have a few people who listen to all the episodes and. Kind of give me some feedback, so please continue to do that. Um, it really excites me when I know that people listen and people, you know, respond. It is so nice to have people respond um, and listen. So please let me know what you guys think. Um, let me know if, if there's anything you guys want me to talk about. We have a lot of stuff coming up as I'm recording this. It is the day before Thanksgiving. Um, and so hopefully this will be out, you know, or the weekend. We'll see. Um... But yeah, I, I just really hope you guys are excited I'm back. Um, and I can't wait to, you know, share and show you guys all the new things that we're going to be working on for the podcast. Um, 
but you know just want to remind you guys you guys are all amazing and you know it's all hard but we got this so and with that being said i'm not jack in a box i'm just a girl outside the box i'll see you guys later bye